You're now listening to the Hudson Valley Transmitter Podcast. Welcome to our third episode. I'm Mark Gerlach. Today's episode is brought to you by Barner Books. Barner Books features used, new, and out-of-print books. Their store has a large selection of handcrafted journals and sketchbooks, as well as black-winged pencils, a variety of pens, posters, and more. Barner Books is open seven days a week in New Paltz and is staffed by people who know and love books. Visit them online at barnerbooks.com or call 845-255-2635. Today I speak with Pat Gasparini of 4 by Fate. The band includes an all-star lineup of musicians like bassist John Regan and multi-instrumentalist and singer Todd Howarth. Regan has played with Peter Frampton, David Lee Roth, Billy Idol, and with many other bands, such as Freely's Comet, which included Ace Freely of KISS. Howarth also played in Freely's Comet and with Cheap Trick. 4 by Fate released an album in 2016 called Relentless. Check it out. Pat previously played in Pound, one of the biggest bands to emerge from the Hudson Valley. The band later became Flywheel. Pat is family to me, and I was in awe of him growing up. He can shred on guitar like no one I've ever seen. As a kid, I'd watch him play at the Chance and do acoustic shows at Media Play at the South Hills Mall. Although I've known him for years, we never spoke about when he started playing guitar, what musicians he was inspired by growing up, and his process as a songwriter, performer, and recording artist. He's a busy guy, so I appreciate him stopping by the Hudson Valley Transmitter Studio to speak with me. When he's not playing with 4 by Fate, he's working on his solo project, the Patrick James Band. He's a family man, operates the Wappingers-based hair and nail salon, East Coast Salon, with his wife Susan, and writes and produces for musicians like singer Rachel Lauren. Pat is gregarious, and he's got a great energy. We capped the interview off at about an hour, but the conversation could have gone on for much longer. At around 25 minutes into the interview, Pat performs a new song, which will make its debut on the podcast. It's a salute to our country's heroes, America's veterans. So here's my interview with Pat Gasparini, father, husband, musician, performer, entrepreneur, and guitar slayer. Listen. Tell me a little bit about your musical background. What was your first guitar? Do you remember what your first guitar was? My first guitar was a four-string ukulele. Really? Yeah, it was a cameo and... Oddly enough, one of my um, one of my friends um, actually just redid the whole thing because it was very old, and I started playing that ukulele at the age of five years old. That was my you, first you instrument. Started playing music at five. Yeah, yeah, I was five years old. What inspired? What, what made you pick? Well, that up? you know, it was, it's been around the family a lot. Um, you know, I had you know uncles and and cousins who were drummers and guitar players, so it was, music was always like around. And, you know, they just put a guitar in my hand and, you know, my mom and dad, there was always Elvis cranking and country music and, you know, and Jerry Lee Lewis and, and Linda Ronstadt and Elvis Presley. And, and that's kind of what it was, you know, so, um, they're like here and, and I started playing, um, and I think by the age of six, I was singing and playing, you know, like church songs too, you know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of gospel rhythm and blues and, um, and by the time I was, you know, eight years old, I was singing and playing. Uh, did you ever get a lesson? How did you? I I took lessons um, early on. Then I stopped taking lessons, and and I and I realized how you know my ear was really, you know, 
developed and um, I started learning and learning and learning. Then I went back for lessons and I did some more training for a few years. And, um, you know, so it's a mixture of both, but basically I'm self-taught. You know what I mean? I, I did study for a few years, for uh, definitely. That gave me my, my, my roots. But um, I found that I would my ear was just so much quicker than me reading the music, and I just took off with it at that point. So a big part of it is a natural talent, you'd say. A big part I, of it, yeah. It comes I can, very naturally. I have an ability to try to hear it and figure it out pretty quickly. Uh, so what do you remember what music you were listening to back then like did you were you buying cassettes and uh were you big into rock and roll or when, when i was a little kid you know i mean you know when i was you know from the ages of five to ten i was listening to whatever was in the house like i kind of explained to you and then when i got about 10 11 i started getting into rock and roll and um 12 years old i was started my first band in the sixth fifth sixth grade you remember what that was called um was the first band. It's going back. Yeah. Actually, I had a band with my cousin who's a drummer. That band was called Onyx. And I cool. was I was in it was a two-piece. I sang and cool. played guitar and a drummer. Hey, you were ahead of your time cuz now a, Yeah, it was now, a two-piece band. Yeah, now all and the bands are two-piece. I must have been in 5th grade, 4th grade. He was in No, 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 no. We were a little older than that. We started in 5th grade, 6th grade. You know what? 9 8 9 10. It was just him and I playing. We would play at weddings. We would play at birthday parties. We would play because we were family and we just got up and played together. And I, my first gig with him was in the junior high, Wildfinger's junior high. Was it like a talent show kind it of deal? It was like a talent show kind of thing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you win? Um, I think we did. Yeah, we yeah. played a few of them. Yeah. Yeah. No, the first one wasn't a talent show. Okay. That was just a show. I talked to teach. I talked to school into letting us have it during the day. To, during during class, you're, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. And then we did, um, and then my first, you know, real rock band. I was 13 years old, and that band was called. Um, was it? Was it after that? Hold on. Hold on. I got to back up. So I went from Onyx to a band called Cyrus. That was in 12, 13, and then I met some kids from high school and I was in junior high, and that band was Blind Destiny. So from the age nice. of Blind Destiny, right? Cool. <laughs> Funny, man. And that was it's that funny, kind man. of whole era of, you know, from nine years old to 14 years old. Um, so play, uh, you're a very outgoing guy, I would say. You're very friendly outgoing guy i mean when you're on stage are you nervous because you don't appear your appearance is very cool collected you're into the music and it seems like it's flowing it's very natural but you know some people you know underneath that are terrified right, uh, right would right. you say that you're afraid to get on stage you know early on i was a little I, I you know when like when i was i was in front of bigger crowds at such a young age so by the time i hit like 9 10 11 12 it really it felt very comfortable to me you know what I mean? So from that stage on, you know, bigger crowds was, I was just so used to it that it didn't really, you know, it was just, I get in, in tune with the music and, and I let the music take me. And so it doesn't really bother me. Um, rock and roll, like, would you say you're a, uh, were you like a troubled kid? Did you have a happy upbringing? You know, for the most part, my, my upbringing was happy. Yeah. Um, you know, I was fortunate to have a great family and yeah. still do. And, um, you know, I've been through a lot of roller coasters in my life, as everyone has. Sure. So I've always, you know, 
go-to certain songs and certain styles of music, you know, when I'm depending on my mood. Um, so my variety of music is all over the place. Yeah. I go from, you know, from hard rock to rock to indie rock to pop to classical to jazz to funk to classical, everything, you know what I mean? So my scope is very wide. Like I write most of my music on acoustic guitar, you know, and some of my heaviest riffs are written on acoustic guitar. Yeah. You know, so I'm all over the, you know, I'm musically all over. And I, but I choose to be, you know, I, I always keep my antennas open to everything. You know what I mean? If something moves me and they're telling me something, I, I like it. You know what I mean? And I don't care what genre it is. You know what I mean? So. How is songwriting um, a way to tell a story, but also express an emotion? And when you write a song that's very personal to you, do you feel like you have almost like a catharsis afterwards where you feel like maybe uh, whatever was troubling you or making you happy or something you're expressing it in that way and is that how does that make you feel for me songwriting is is a big big tool because i express all my emotion excuse me whatever it is it, whatever mood i'm in it, you know whatever kind of day i'm having and i feel some of the best you know uh, material that i've written is is all driven you know i write straight from the heart you know most of the time it's right off the cuff and it's exactly what i'm thinking at the moment um, there's no method to it. There's, it just comes to me. So it's either a melody or a lyric. And if it's a melody and I'm in a good mood, it's usually, you know, it's usually an uplifting type of thing, you know? So I basically write on emotion and if I'm in a bad mood and I, I can get it out in song, it relieves me. If I'm in a good mood and I'm excited and I'm, you know, I'm pumped up about it and, and it, it relieves me. So songwriting to me is, is therapy, you know, it just, it comes over me. It's hard to explain. It just, it comes and like some of the best tunes I've written, I've written in a half hour and it just, I could tell the story right there. Or sometimes when I'm writing, I'll have a, you know, a great melody, but I won't have a story. I'll have a line and I'll build off that line. And when the emotion hits me, it comes together. You've played in a lot of great bands, uh, but when, at what point growing up were you like, this is what I want to do professionally and I'm going to do everything I can to fucking make it right um well i pretty much had that feeling early on in my life man when i told you about all my younger high school bands and stuff like that you know when i really realized um my music ability i knew i pretty much knew like in my teen years that this is it you know and after high school i hit the ground running you know what i mean and i said to myself digging in and i'm gonna make this happen so it was really early on. I mean, it. I've been doing this all my life, you know, and I'm still doing it. Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? Um, so I knew early on. I knew early on. Um, and it's the quest for the music. You know, everything else is a mood point. You know what I mean? Um, whatever comes along with that comes along with that. But it's the music first, always. Did you? Because I know some about your background. You were also in a band in California at some point, right? Did you move yes, to California? Yes, How did that happen? I did. Um, Actually, some friends of mine um, were down there, and there were some opportunities happening down there. I went and spent a year out of high school, a couple of years, um, in a metal project with, with a great bunch of guys. Um, and, you know, I really, you know, met some fantastic people down, out there, and um, we did a lot of woodshedding. We did a lot of uh, playing some great shows, great bunch of guys. Um, but I realized when I was out there that. Um, a lot of what's happening for my career was in New York. 
So I, 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 you know, I got a lot of road under my, under my, under my feet and I came back to New York and I, I put, um, together, um, a project, uh, we started off with and, um, that band was, uh, Shoddy Hollow and from Shoddy Hollow, um, it evolved into a band called Psycho High. Yep. And then from that band, you know, Pound was born and then, you know, a couple of years into Pound, we got, were signed in 1994 to EMI Music Publishing. So what's that whole vibe like? Because that's kind of the time when I grew up and I know, you know, it was like Nirvana and right. Alice in Chains. Right. And like, what was the music vibe in New York, um, you know, in the Hudson Valley and also because you played in the city a lot as well. Right. Yeah. All over the city. Yeah. So what was kind of like, you know, the crowds like, the atmosphere like? Well, so I was on two tail ends. So I was in the middle of the 80s. Right. When the big hair bands were taking over, were dominating the, you know, and I love and respect those bands to this day. And I'm playing with one of them right now. Um, so we go from playing arenas into upper, upper later 80s into the 90s where, you know, alternative and grunge took over, which I also love as much, um, you know, and, and we kind of you know, as a songwriter and as a band, you kind of evolve with your sound, and we kind of evo- we evolved. Not kind of, we did, because you, you just can't write the same thing over and over again. You just want to grow musically, um, but it was great times. Those were the best times ever. Um, and then you know, um, then alternatives. You know, uh, the alternative grunge scene kicked in, and I thought it was phenomenal. Um, just another side of the music, and it's just painting everything. It's just all like a color palette, and everybody paints their shades differently. Um, just as good. So when Pound was, you know, really getting, you know, our feet going, um, the alternative scene was huge. And we kind of took a modern rock edge to what we do. We we carried our songwriting, you know, because we were always big on songwriting. And that was really, really the key, you know. Um, and being a great band, obviously, you know what I mean? But songwriting first, you know what I mean? You know, I always feel great songs will will give you a platform to express yourself. And then when you're performing live, that's your opportunity to 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 be the creative person. Not that song isn't, but song gives you the platform to 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 be in a full house and show people what you're really made of. Um, so I love all the eras. Um, so so transitioning from from the '80s metal scene into the alternative rock scene, modern rock scene. Um, wasn't that much of a glitch for us. I mean, we changed with the times, just like every uh, musician did, and and you know signed a pretty big deal, you know, um, a big publishing deal, and and four years later a big record deal, um, and and did respectable. You know, we we did some really great things with Pam. Yeah, can you talk a little bit about some of the highlights at that time? You were on tour with a lot of. Um you know, yeah, we big uh, bands. Yeah, we and- toured. We made a great record, um, and proud of it. Same old life, and yeah. you know, we had some, you know, some good chart success with it. We toured, you know, from with bands from Buck Cherry to Collective Soul. We toured with a lot of bands. Did a lot of uh, Civic Center tours, a lot of you know arena tours, club tours. Uh, we had a good couple of years, you know. Um, Do you like touring? I love touring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What yeah. about it? Touring is it- my home. You yeah. know what I mean? I never get tired of the road. You know, the only thing I get tired of is missing my family at home. Right. But, you know, you know, being on the road is business as usual for me. In that uh, band, and basically all of your bands, you're 
been the primary or one of the primary songwriters. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. 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 And um, how do you, how is that dynamic from like, do you bring in a song or do you ever collaborate with other band members on a song? Um, it just do you depends. Like that yeah, process? yeah. You know, um, I like to do a lot of pre-production to songs on my own, um, in my own head. I like to build the songs and track them up. But I collaborated a lot with Pound. I brought songs to the table. I mean, it just depends, you know. It depends what state you're in and, um, I mean, state of mind. Um, and where you are at with the band and... Um, I'm open to anything. If I bring a song and even if I demo it up, um, as you know, you know, that's the picture of the song. But if somebody brings something to the table, you know, changes up a lyric or a melody, make it, you know, I'm open, I'm open book to that, you know, because it's always great song first, you know what I mean? So, uh, but, you know, a lot of my songwriting, um, I kind of, uh, no, I don't kind of, I do. I, pre you know, I prep all the parts and, and, and I write all the parts, um, and it just, you know, it's 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 a matter of, hey, are we getting together for a week and doing some writing, collaborating together? I love doing that. And I love, you know, developing songs of my own. So I love them both, you know. So what do you think of rock and roll nowadays and, and venues nowadays? And what would you say to bands that are playing now? Well, nowadays it's, um, you know, here it is. It's a new game and you have to learn how to play it. Right. You know, and it's not easy because it's, but it's no, a tough question. Yeah, but, it's a tough question, yeah. but I, I don't want to be negative about it right. either because, you know, my, my saying is records come out every Tuesday. Right. So it depends what you're looking for. Right. You, know, you have to measure your level of success. You know, um, it's not always, you know, <clears throat> playing arenas all, all over the world. You know, you can if some some artists can make a nice living playing the club scene or playing theaters and 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 picking markets you know you really gotta you gotta make a commitment and you gotta really work hard at it you know um the good thing of technology today is you can get your music heard everywhere the bad thing of technology today is it's too accessible and things move quickly you're here today gone tomorrow so you have to really i feel a band and an artist has to be really true to themselves really stick it out and and and, and it's hard to do because it's hard to get the same three or four of the same guys or girls on the same page and commit but if that happens and you're committed and, and and you really set a precedent and get a game plan together it's possible anything's possible i'm not going to sit here and tell you it's not you know what i mean because every day that something doesn't happen with one artist something great happens with another you know what i mean so there's a lot of hard work and there's a luck involved too you know what i mean it's just it it, it depends on what you're willing to sacrifice for what you love to do Sure. I think that's a great answer. And I mean, it, it, everything changes, right? Life, right. the only thing constant is that it changes. Right. So the music industry is no different. Right. And it's going to change in the way, you know, bands get their music heard right. is different now. Right. Exactly. Just like we're doing here, right here now. Right. I mean, you know, here we are. And in a couple of days or whenever, this is going to be, you know, on everybody's phone. And, you know, 10 years ago, this didn't exist. This is phenomenal. Right. You know, so you can really reach a network and, you know, you could really, you just have to relearn, reteach yourself the business. You know, when younger, younger kids coming through the ranks, this is their technology. So they're able to reach a lot of people. I know a lot of bands that don't even have labels that are just doing this and, and podcasting and, and blogging and doing live performances on computers just to get the buzz going, to get up enough momentum to get into towns and start playing to, you know, a couple hundred kids a night. I mean, that's, it's got, you got to start somewhere. Uh, 
Good. So, you know, and, and I think getting too big too quick is, is not good. Right. Um, I think learning, I think get your this is how I feel, man. Right. Get in a garage, get some equipment, get a shitty old PA, and learn how to play. One, don't rely on computers to do your job. Yeah. Two, number three, learn how to write songs. And then when you can do that, and you can look at each other and say, hey, man, we're down here seven nights a week kicking ass in a, in a basement. Now we're ready to start doing some shows. This is what you need to do. Right. That seems the the organic way. And I mean, that's what I did when I was a teenager. We played in garage bands. And I don't want to be like a pessimist, but I don't hear, like you used to be able to hear when bands were practicing in the garage, like in certain neighborhoods. And there wasn't a lot of them even back right. in the day. Right. But there would occasionally be like some loud rock and roll playing or punk or whatever right. on a Saturday afternoon. Right. And you'd be like, oh, what the hell is that? There must be a band rehearsing. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know. I don't hear it as much anymore and people are relying maybe more now on home recording yeah, yeah. and technology and not really gaining their chops as much and really going and do shows and, you know, messing up and learning yeah. from it. You know? Yeah, I totally agree. I, I, I love the technology that's out today. I mean, I use it in my studio all the time, um, but it's not a crutch. Yeah, it's it's a polish. It's icing on the cake. You know what I mean? You, you're, you just you just doing yourself a disservice if you don't really, you know, learn your craft the best of your ability. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's my advice to anybody because if you're a strong live band and you have something to say, people are going to eventually listen. And a lot of that work, you know, you know, a lot of that comes from hard work. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's really not a lot of luck involved because I feel like what you put into it is what, what you, you get do. out of it. You know, but there's also a combination of of band members versus solo artists. You know right. what I mean? Older in my life, you know, um, I started taking my own career into my own hands. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I've really accomplished, you know, you know, getting my point across. To me, I feel like I can get my music across. And that's important to me. You know what I mean? That means everything to me. I want to talk about the Patrick James Band and 4 by Fate. But mm -hmm. before we get into that, how did Pound start? I mean, how did you guys meet? And what was the the kind of genesis of, of pound. Well, I don't know if a lot like of people I said, know about that. Um, like I said, from shoddy hollow, I formed psycho high. Um, and that band was a really good band as well. But when that band dis this kind of disbanded, we changed our name and the four of us started doing a lot of singing on our own. We changed our whole vibe, our style, and we were already a band. We were psycho high. We changed the name of our band. And we changed our music music style and the direction we were going in. Gotcha. You know? So it was and sort then, of a rebranding of yeah, what you just call that? evolving. Yeah, yeah, we were rebranding. Yeah, exactly. Today you would call it rebranding, but yeah. we were evolving. Cool. Times were changing, and so were we. You know, and we we did a lot of a lot of homework. We rehearsed a lot. Yeah. You know, we worked hard. We worked hard. You, know you I mean? guys, I've seen I mean, you we countless worked times. Hard, yeah. man. You know, you we worked, always put on a great show. Yeah, we worked hard, and we were. A force to be reckoned with. Yeah. You know what I mean? We we were prepared at any given time to really kick down any door and blow the roof off of any venue that we were a part of. You know, and every time that we hit the stage and I hit the stage, I'm playing the garden. Whether it's CBGB's, the Lion's Den, Wetlands, Limelight. If it's just the bartender. Doesn't matter. Right. I mean, I played the many bartenders Which, in my life. <laughs> it probably didn't happen many, too much for you guys. Many, many. But no, yeah. it happened a lot. In the beginning, lot. I'm sure. But yeah, yeah, we played to nobody for a long time before yeah. it started happening. We played bartenders and waitresses and 
and uh, you know, doormen for for a long time until we started making some noise. And then people start the buzz started building and um, things started changing. But we we paid our dues, you know. And what was some of the? Can you talk a little bit about the the bonds that you created in that band too? Because I know in Patrick James, uh, Corey from Pound, yes, plays with you in that band as well. Yes, he does. So that seems to be a musical friendship and yep. bond that is. Yep. We're longtime friends. Um, we've been through a lot together. We played a lot together. We played. We were many years together, and even. Um, Jerry and Jason, we don't we don't see each other much, but we're still friends, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were together for twenty years, man. You know, we 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 uh, climbed a lot of mountains together, and um, evolving into the Patrick James band, uh, Corey is. Um, I just it felt very natural playing with him, and it's you know, we we get on musically together. He gets it. He gets where I come from. I get where he comes from, and. Um, and you know, obviously, you know, PJ, uh, my son, is on the drums, and mm-hmm. and JJ Reeve, tight rhythm section, and it's it, the whole thing. That whole solo project just feels natural, very easy. You know what I mean? Um, it's a lot of fun, and um, we really enjoy doing that. You know, it's we have a good time doing that. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of new music, you want to uh, take a take a break and do a song? Would sure. you do a new song for us? Sure, absolutely. Cool. All right. All right. Awesome. Thank you for your time Thank you for your sacrifice How hard it must be Wake up in the morning Don't know what's in store for you Is it bloodshed or tears? Fighting for your
All right, that was an awesome track. What's the name of that one? That song, uh, thank you very much. And that song was uh, called "Thank You." And what's it about? Um, thank you. You know, I I I wrote the song. You know, there's a lot going on with obviously with the election and um, and politics. And I'm not going to get into politics. Yeah. Politics, but um, a lot happening um, with our military and our police officers and and um, and you know all the work they do for us and and. And the treatment they've been getting is hasn't been, you know, up to par. Let's just say that. Um, and actually, for all our servicemen and women, military, police force, firefighters, everybody that's fought for our country and fought for our freedom, I wanted to kind of write a thank you letter. So that's my version of a thank you letter. And it, it um, the simple title called "Thank You," and it's it's um it's dedicated to um, all our men and women military police firefighters anybody involved in fighting for our safety and our freedom and this song is for you it's a really nice song and definitely properly timed as you said yeah, yeah. the timing kind of um you know um set it off for me you know that's what kind of engaged me into uh bringing me into the moment and i felt it was the right time so we talked in the first part of the interview about some of your musical past uh, tell me about what's going on now. Uh, I know you play in a band called Four by Fate, which is you guys are doing a lot of exciting stuff, doing a lot of exciting shows. Uh, you have a, a record out. That's correct. Uh, so can you tell me a little bit about the band? Yes. And how it came okay. to fruition? Absolutely. Uh, I play in a band called Four by Fate um, with um, John Regan, Todd Howarth, and Rob Afuso. Um Relentless came out, I don't know, about seven, eight months ago, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, <clears throat> you know, John and I uh, come from the same town of Wappingers. Um, you know, John's had a, you know, 30-year career with Peter Frampton and amongst, I mean, the list goes on. Um, so we were always same town, same, you know, just we're both on the road at different times and and we um i actually been start you know writing songs for my solo record and john and i connected and had him come play on a track um called follow me which is on the relentless record and you know he came back to me and and he was in the early formation of four by fate himself um with him and you know with his band four by fate is his band with todd howarth because they were in Freely's Comet with Ace Freely from Kiss. A lot of musical background in yeah. Dynasty. Yeah, okay, it's a big one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's a lot a lot going on. So um, so Todd and John um, get back together and they start writing a new record and John and I connect right around the same time that it starts happening. Um, and I you know, invited him up to my studio and... Um, we we he played on a few tracks and um, you know was thrilled and honored uh, to have him up there and to create a um, a new friendship um, and I kept you know developing songs and writing songs and sending them over to him and and he had you know reconnected with me and said you know do you mind if we um, you know if I present this to the guys and he sent it over to Todd and you know Todd really dug the song and um, so the first half of that record was written and recorded with other members of the band but that song was on the record 
And, and you know, John and I, he, he was coming up recording more of my songs and so on. And so I kept sending, he said, you know, keep sending me stuff, you know. And I kept sending him material. And, um, you know, one one thing led to another. They were, he was in a bit, Sean Kelly from Helix and Nelly Furtado and Stet Howland from Wasp were the original lineup in that band. And, you know, just to, due to scheduling and distance and, you know, um, I don't know exact details, but that's how that went down. Um, they brought, um, Stead actually got into an accident and they brought in A.G. Perro from Twisted Sister um, to come in to re record the first six songs. I was not in, in that part of the process. I was on the outside in Follow Me was part of it and all the rest of the great songs that, you know, Todd and the guys put together um, and John put together. And um, long story short, you know, God rest his soul, A.J. Perro passed away. Um, and he was a phenomenal musician and, you know, knew throughout the years of Twisted Sister. Really, really great guy and can't say enough great things about him. Um, I get a call. You know, I reached out to Rob. I was in, Rob was in Fort Lauderdale. I said, Rob, you know, here's what's going on. Um, I sent them the songs for the <clears throat> second half of the record. Um, and uh, I told him kind of what was happening. And he was, you know, he was excited to work with everybody. Um, and we went and executed the second half of the record. And it was great, man. You know, it was very natural. Um it was a thrill working with these guys. Um, and, and I always say when I do a lot of interviews, and it, it felt like we kind of picked up where we left off. It felt very natural. You know what I mean? It wasn't contrived. We made a record. We made that record old school. You know what I mean? Um, we were all together. We banged out the parts. And we did. You know what I mean? So it was a really, uh, it was a really exciting time, and it felt very natural for me. And I, you know, it was it was a nice bonding moment. But that's kind of how that happened. And then they, you know, obviously the next progression of the band, they asked me to play the band, and I and I said yes, and here we are. Yeah, do you play uh, keyboards as well? I play, play piano as well. Yeah, 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 yeah I do. I do. Yeah, instruments on that, and uh, yeah, I mean, not on that record, but I do play yeah. piano, and Todd Todd also plays piano. Because I I saw you at the chance, and I didn't know that you played piano. Yes. And I was like, oh damn, Pat plays piano. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I taught myself cool. how to play piano. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I tinkle a little bit. I mean, I'm you know, um, I can get through. I can get through it. So I hold my own. Yeah. But that's a a really cool story of how you guys got together and being from a, a place you and John uh, that you know your paths hadn't crossed previously and you were kind of in the same field you know yeah. you were in the same field and you know uh probably knew a lot of maybe the same people we did yeah we did we knew, we knew each other yeah. we just you know he was on the road all the time and so was i you know we just just two different paths you know but we finally crossed and, and i believe um a higher power put us together for a reason um that's how i feel about that so things happen for a reason and they did that's you know. cool, uh, especially Hudson Valley musicians, you know, working together on projects like that after, you know, going on the road and doing their own thing and coming back. And like you said, hence the name. It was fate that you guys managed yeah. to pull that together. And yeah, it sounds yeah, yeah. great. Yeah. Yes, I'm very excited. I'm very proud of it. I'm very honored to be a part of it. Um, everything across the board is just good, good business uh, and good friendship. And, 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 and that's another part of the reason why that's so fun is because 
we're all there for the love of the music. We want to have a good time and we want to enjoy it. That's it. Right. You know, you're talking about accomplished guys from Skid Row to Cheap Trick to Ted Nugent to Frampton to, you know, the list goes on. You know what I mean? Of 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 accomplished players and years of touring and so it all came from a great place and I and that's where it's going because we want to love what we're doing and we want to have a good time doing it and we want to enjoy the people that we're around. Yeah. And that's what's really important. You know what I mean? To me anyway and to those guys and everyone I at this point in my life who I surround myself with musically is people I want to be around. Yeah, you guys put on a killer show and I think that is uh, evident that, you know, it is... Um it comes from a good place. You are spreading good vibes when you play. It's, uh, it's it comes from a very organic place. Yeah, and uh, it's good stuff, man. Yeah. Are you guys working on anything right now? Um, we're always working on uh, new material. So Todd and I are always working on material, and John and and everybody's part of it. And but we're really gearing up for summer festivals, spring and summer festivals, and tours. That's the that's the agenda for this year is to really get out there and support Relentless. Uh, you you had a. Big show last summer, right? Yeah, we played we, a big festival last Yeah, we Rock Carnival. Uh, yeah. We played what, Stadium in Jersey, right? Um, what was I forget what it was. It was a while back. But yeah, we just played um, a festival right before uh, last summer. Yeah, yeah. But we plan on doing a lot more. Do you guys enjoy being on the, the bigger, larger stages? Or is it, you know... Do you, do you like to come home and play the chance as well? Or? Yeah, you know, we, we love playing where people want to hear us, you know. Yeah. Um, big stages, smaller stages, you know. As long as we're playing in uh, good rooms, we're happy to play. Um, what Do you have melodies and songs that bounce around in your head while you're mowing the lawn or All the time. clipping your toenails? All the or, time. <laughs> yeah. All the time. Melodies are in my head constantly, you know. And um, I, I mean, is there? Do you feel like an instant um, urge to grab the guitar? Yes. How do you How do you and capture do. an idea? I do. Right here on the iPhone. Yep. Or on the phone. I I'm know. not sure if you have an iPhone. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. That's really where I do it quickly. You know what yeah. I mean? I I press record and and wherever I am, I get it down. I mean, right. I have I hundreds of melodies ideas. and riffs and ideas and lyrics. I always have a piece of paper and a pad, and my phone. That's cool. talking notes, and that's how I do it. Yeah, and even in a band atmosphere too, right? Because maybe you could shoot. Uh, I don't know if you ever shoot uh, like a band made a, a song clip and say, yeah. "Hey, what do you think of this?" Yeah, or, I, yeah, I do that all the time. Yeah. I do that all the time when I'm writing for myself, for the band, or for another artist. That's what I do. I'll send an acoustic version, like we just did, and I'll write down the lyrics. And I'll take a Photoshop of uh, snap. Thank God for technology, right? Yeah. Boom, instantly, no matter where you are. And Isn't I'll send crazy? the idea, and you know, and that's how I do it. Yeah, technology so, has changed so many things and, in terms of you know music in general, but yeah. also songwriting and how musicians probably collaborate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you can think about it. You can really collaborate with somebody anywhere in the world, right? You know what I mean? That's and we could feel, you know, I mean, it's. This is the best situation if you if it's possible. Right. But if it's not possible, the next best thing is you know you can get on Facetime and you can you can text ideas to each other and you can basically be playing together. I mean, it's really cool. <laughs> that is cool. Yeah. Um, what what's your guitar? I've seen you play Gibsons. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm not too many Strats. You don't play. Strats I have. Too yeah. Much? I so I started in my early days. I was a Strat Telly guy, right. and then. I moved into the Gibsons, and so I have Strats, I have Tellys, and I have Les Pauls. You know, Les Pauls are my are, are my go to guitar. That's my main guitar. 
you know, customs. And uh, where do you, do you have a studio you primarily record at? I have a studio, yeah, in Wappingers. I record at, yeah. And um, I'm going to give you that information. And I have a great engineer, Randy. I want to get his name correct for you, so... Bear with us. Bear with us one second. <laughs> I'm going to pull up his... I'm, I'm on the phone right now. Pascarella. Recorded. I thought you were going to call him. We were going to have a... Yeah. <laughs> get him in. Get him now, on the line. So, yeah. Randy uh, and his recordings. He's working out of the studio. He's yeah. phenomenal. And I mean, we're making records and the studio's booked all the time. And, and um, I've been to the studio. It's a really nice ambiance, too. It's very uh, inducive to recording and creativity. Absolutely. How it's set up. It's set up really nice. And yes. uh, do you get a lot of good ideas there when you're just jamming? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's a very creative room. Um and you know it's an old it's an old it's an old house it's got an old vibe and it's got a really creative vibe and uh you know i can't say enough about randy and his in his skills um he's excellent you guys should really get on a list to record with him because there's a waiting list yeah you know what i mean um, um yes he's a great engineer he's a great mix guy he's a great producer he's a great instrumentalist um across the board great songwriter he's 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 really um a rising star Speaking of uh, producing, and oh, what other are you producing? Anything? You probably projects you're working on? I just on? finished. Um, we're just finishing up um, a, a production, a record with Rachel Loren. She's currently um, in Norway right now. Um, oh, wow. she's doing a, uh, a international. Uh, yeah, tour? yeah. She's she's starting to really um, gain a lot of momentum. She's in Norway with a band called TNT, uh, doing a couple festival shows there, and then she's. Um, She's in the states, you know. She's got a, a a single called "I Hate You" at radio that's really gaining a lot of momentum. Nice. Um, and you can go to her website, um, Rachel Loren and Rachel Loren Music. Go to Facebook and catch her and check out all her stuff. But we're just finishing up. Uh, she has a single that came out a few months ago. She's gonna be dropping an EP shortly by February, and I've in a full length record. Um, in the summer and she's doing phenomenal um great artist um just so i'm just finishing the production on that record uh, the writing production on that record with uh her she's another phenomenal talent great vocalist great person great band um you know she's, she's on the rise you know what do you say is the mark of a, a good band i mean songwriting but also i mean performance is such an element of it and stage show and i mean yeah you know what i mean what is uh what'd you say you know who, i mean who are some of your favorite bands because i don't really know the music you like grew up listening to as i mean a kid I, that you I loved love, i love everything you yeah. know i you know i go from zeppelin to bowie to 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 uh to hendrix to uh to skinner i mean i'm all over the map to skinner to uh stevie ray vaughn to uh to the Deftones, to um, uh, Iggy Pop, to Stone Temple Pilots, to Kansas, to Van Halen, uh, to Guns N' Roses. You know, I have a wide scope of what I like, you know. Um, I can go on and on. I grew up on all the bands. I, I feel like I grew up on, in a good time, you know, because I had a lot of the 60s underneath my belt. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then the 70s and 80s and 90s. So I was grew up in a good time with great music. You know what I mean? What about as a guitar player? Was there any guitar players that you really kind of looked up to or maybe had their poster on your wall or something like that? Yeah, you know, um, 
I mean, Randy Rhodes was a big influence to me, man. You know, he really was. I have to say, and and Jimmy Page and Jimi Hendrix, and um, and Stevie Ray Vaughan, um, those guys really, you know, made a big in, impact on me. Even the guys from Skinner, man, those guys can play. The guys from Molly Hatchet can you know, yeah. all that. You know, that's some great guitar playing right there. Um, that had a big impact on me. And the Beatles and John Lennon and Paul McCartney um, loved it. You know what I mean? I loved the songwriting. And, and that's what really got me focused on my songwriting, you know, um, early on. And um, a lot of blues players, you know, I grew up playing the blues. I mean, that was it. You know, we woodshed and we played for hours and hours and hours and hours. We played the blues. You know what I mean? Until we, till our fingers were bleeding. Yeah. And that's what we did. You know what I mean? You know, it was like rhythm section was holding it down for us to just blow and get our chops and our vocal ability together. And that's what we did. You know what I mean? Then we started learning songs and, and then started writing. But um, that's kind of where I come from. A lot of funk, too. You know? Cool the gang, sliding the family. Yeah. All that, man. Oh, I grew yeah. up on all that. I love all that. You know what I mean? I was influenced a lot by it. I could see that in some of your songs, the rhythms yeah. and uh, the guitar riffs and stuff. Yeah, very rhythmic. Yeah. You know, I write very rhythmic. I write with a lot of melody and rhythm. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you, and and that's why I like writing on the acoustic guitar because it gives me the brilliance of the of the bottom on my on my wrist. You know what I mean? When I'm playing, picking rhythm, and I play a lot of voicings with my guitar. You know what I mean? Not just straight bars, but there's a lot of melody in in my chord progressions. And that's why everything's kind of sounds so like big sounding because I'm making the bottom and the melody and the roots all into a chord. You know? Yeah. And that's kind of my style, you know? You were saying uh, the ukulele was the first instrument you yeah. played. I mean, are you are you comfortable finger picking? Is that something you do? Yeah, I could finger pick. Yeah. 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 Very, when you, very fluent. When you play live, you, you obviously play with the pick. Or do you finger pick on some songs? Some songs I finger yeah. pick. Yeah. I finger pick on some songs and, and sometimes I, and I use a pick. Yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about also to East Coast Salon and what right. you're doing there. Uh, you've been there. How long has East Coast Salon been there? We're in our 10th year now. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. We're into our 10th year. Um, and hair has always been a, um, a vehicle for me to do my music. You yeah. know, that's really how I, why I got into it. I needed something flexible that I can focus on my music and, 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 and I love it equally. You know what I mean? I'm very proud of, of the business we built and it's been a lot of hard work and uh and um it's doing great you can go to that facebook at east Co east coast salon and check us out at facebook got a great staff of people um and you can call and book your appointment there too and when i'm not there i'm doing shows or i'm in the studio yeah so there's a lot going on but it's good that's that's the way i like it is that do you pr approach hair in a similar way creative, absolutely yeah it's kind of got a canvas absolutely. i have a, pa I have a uh, passion for it and it's, yeah. it's a creative thing for me yeah awesome um the patrick james band too is another band we didn't really talk about and that's your solo project that's my solo much. project yeah. yep and i was finishing up some songs for that too so when i'm when when we're not doing four by fate shows i'm recording songs um for four by fate um and my solo project and whatever artists i'm working with and um, that's basically what I'm. So I'm always writing. Always writing. So the Patrick James band, um, yeah, great band. You know, Corey's on guitar, PJ's on drums, JJ's on bass. Um, let me mention their names: Corey Giovanni, PJ Gasparini, yeah, and JJ Reed. Great musicians, phenomenal guys. Um, 
great band great band um we'll we'll get out and do some shows at some point um you know we have fun playing together and i have a record that's going to be re- we're going to release the record at some point cool you know four by fate is commitment at the moment sure you know what i mean for this time and um well, i'm following that through but we'll definitely release a record and we'll go out and support it at some point how does the songwriting process work in four by fate um is you it- know we we pretty much todd lives in in the on the west coast in right. san diego and you know john is close and rob is close so we pretty much demo stuff up we send it to each other we get ideas cultivated and um with this project the songs are pretty much like he'll send me songs i'll send him songs i'll send the band songs that are done you know like demoed up and then we'll tweak and then we'll get into the studio and do it so it's going to be exciting making the second record all of us full on because there was such a big story you know with band member changes and and the loss of aj and so this this next record will be the four of us have had a chance to develop and get to know each other better musically and it's um there's some great songs in the can and, and they're going to be kick-ass but that's how it goes you know and when a todd flies in we'll 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 spend some time together and get the ideas out there and do some collaborating are you guys working on some new tunes at the moment yeah we pretty i mean we pretty much have a lot of songs in in the can for the new record you know so um we pretty much have we're stacked up pretty high just the list of musicians uh your bandmates in four by feet have played with is like mind-boggling uh you know, it's such a, uh, they come from such solid rock and roll backgrounds. And I mean, you, when you guys are together, you really gel and uh, put on an awesome, awesome show. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, what's the rehearsals like for that? I mean, I know some of the members are on the, yeah, you know, on we, the West we get, Coast. you know, we kind of do our homework um, before we get into the room. And, you know, there's not always a lot of time. So, you know, Todd flies in, we show up we get to work and um you know we go over the set and we you know a lot of preparation you know on our own that's that's how this band works you know because of the dis you know because of the, the demographic of the band um where would you say you are i mean or your um feeling towards your music in your life at this moment because life is so hectic and that's another question i have i mean how do you juggle so many things uh you you know you're a business owner you're a musician you're a dad yeah uh you know your husband yeah you know you're so many things so it's life is is full and i'm sure it's good but it's got to be i don't sleep a lot (laughs) (laughs) you know what it is is the music part of my life is not stressful and my business is you know I've, i've done the hard work um and it's it's always an ongoing evolving thing but it's 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 running on its own right now and um you know, not to say that it doesn't run without me there, but, right. you know, we've developed it, you know. Um, and I work my hardest to be the best husband and, and dad that I can be. And, um, you know, I write a lot late at night, you know, with my headphones on and I'll shut the door in my office and late at night or early in the morning. That's where I get all my ideas and I pretty much map them out in my head. You know, I, I get a lot of work done. I, I already know what I want to do before I do it. Because I'll I'll lay the ideas down and then in my head I'll I'll build a production. So when I go into a studio, I'm gonna bang the song out because I already have a roadmap of what I want to do. You know what I mean? So I do a lot of that and you know, when I'm driving in the car, I'll listen to it, you know, and when I'm probably the best place to listen to it. Yeah, and at night, late at night and early in the morning, uh, before I, you know, get my day started. That's where a lot of my 
creativity starts. And then when I go into the studio, I already have a roadmap of what I want to do. So I've, I have the parts built, you know, already. So, you know, it's time management. You know what I mean? Right. It's time management. Yeah. It's very tricky because I am very busy. So my time is, is very valuable and I need to make it count. And that's what I do. Yeah, well, thanks for coming to spend some time with oh, us. Oh, absolutely, man. Yeah. I, love, I love being here. I'm excited about your, your project here and, and I'm here to help you get it off the ground and spread the word. Um, just curious, I mean, a solid band... How long should a solid? How long should it take a solid band? Would you say to knock out a song in the studio? I mean, because some bands go in the studio right for months, and I guess they're also writing in the studio. Yeah. But when is it like you know you're kind of beating your head against the wall and you're spending too much time on a yeah. track in the studio? Does that ever happen? I hate to overthink. You know, yeah. I've been I've been tracking and recording and writing and for in the studio for a long time, and I feel if you spend too much time beating yourself up over a part you're kind of missing the boat. You know, usually the first few ideas that come to the table are the best. Um, so I feel um, that you should do your preparation. You, sh you should have an idea in your head before you bring... You do a lot of your pre-production at home. Right. You know what I mean? And, and then, then when, when you get together... not paying for the studio. Right. Time. And then when you get together with your bandmates, you know, you kind of know, you, you know, a roadmap. You know, if you have a, a layout of the song, the intro, the verse, the pre, the chorus, the, you know, if you have the song kind of roadmap together, then you get together in your rehearsal room and, and, and you kind of work all the details out. But you can leave an open map, but if you have a start to finish and a theme in mind, instead of going in with just an idea, you're wasting a lot of time and you're beating your head against the wall. And if you're beating your head against the wall that hard, the song might not be ready yet. And a lot of bands make mistakes of going into studio. They think they have a great and recording song. songs that aren't ready yet. Right. You know what I mean? And I've learned that I've learned that over years of being anxious, excited. Wow, this is a great hook. This is Can't a great melody. Out there. It's a great riff. This yeah. is great. And then and then you know a few weeks go by and, and you're listening back to it like, you know what? This could have been a little different, and that could have been. So I've learned to be more patient now. So yeah. when I go in, you know, and it's just it's just a studio. Studio recording and live recording are two different things. Live playing and studio recording are two different animals. So if you're a little bit more patient and a little bit more diligent about feeling the song is the best it can be, I think you get a lot done quicker in the studio. That's my experience, you know. And, it, and if it's taking too long, something's wrong. The song is not there. The The lyric is missing. The melody is not missing. And, and you should move on to the next song. And you shouldn't beat yourself up. You should go home, pick up your guitar or piano, go over the part, get it right, and it'll either work itself out. Because a good song is, a great song just comes naturally. If it's too hard and it's contrived, there's something not right. There's just something not there. You know when you write something good. If you're a songwriter and you know, it, no matter if it's the simplest, simplest melody or the most complex kind of a prog, prog rock you know you'll know when it's right and then at that point is when you should go into the studio and record what's next for you um you know what's next is um like this you know i'll always be you know i'm actually getting ready to go back in the studio and and cutting uh um some more songs and some festival dates for the summer it's going to be a lot of playing this year we're gonna be doing a lot of playing this that's year. Exciting, yeah. That's what's on deck, you know. So I'm always when I'm not playing, I'm in the studio. That's right. what's next. 
the, how um, do you have a, a bug to be on the stage? I mean, how is that the most? I love both satisfying to you when you're on the stage and all eyes are on you and you're shredding on the guitar. Is that when you feel like the most is kind of zen? That I, I love that zen. Describe that. Feeling? I love that zen moment. You know, when the band's on stage and and you're you're having a great night and the set is tight and and you're feeling really good. I love that zen moment. But that I also love listening back to a mix. Yeah. And like when you finally get that final mix and everything is right, and you're like, whoa, you know what I mean? That that's a Zen moment as well. But I like to have a, like an equal balance, you know what I mean? I mean, I could I could sit in the studio all day long, all the time, but then I get to the point where like, okay, I got to get on stage, right. you know what I mean? So in a perfect world for me is I love to produce records, put my own records out, partake, you know, um, be a part of. Of, of the group that I'm playing in and um, I'm always going to be working on projects and you know I'll be selective of what I you know I have a lot of people are calling for production so I have to be you know you know I just want to pick something that I'm passionate with and connect to yeah. and that'll be my next project so um, that's really what's 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 going on right now it's um, music's in a good place for me right now I'm in a good place musically and um, you know I love the art of making music so that's where i am who's pat gasparini when he's not playing music and not on stage what do you like to do and what do you spend your time doing um you know i'm i'm a dad and i love spending time with my family and my and my kids and i love being together with my family and and uh you know i love going to the gym and working out i'm very athletic um i love i love talking to people i love people i'm a people person so i love being around you know uh just doing it you know having fun with people and hanging out and uh you know i i like uh i like playing my guitar and i like being at home with my family and uh i like i like i love life it's what i really like you know so is there anything you wanted to talk about that i didn't ask no i think we covered pretty much everything you know cool now this is great there was so much background uh to your to your music and to how your origins that i never really talked to you about i've known you for a long time yeah for years i don't think i've really sat down and talked to you about oh what what bands do you grow up listening to or anything like that i don't recall having that conversation yeah. with you so it's really cool to to hear about you know where, where you came from musically yeah and how you know you started playing on the ukulele i never would have guessed yeah. that you know and how you know started in uh then that morphed into garage bands and into yeah bigger things and yeah. you know but music has always been the driving kind of passion in your it has you know yeah it has it's been it's, it's just, been my go-to and my release and after the ukulele before i had an amp there was a stereo that had a mic guitar you turn all the way over to mic <laughs> guitar and i used to plug my electric guitar into uh into first it was a ukulele then i got a um what's the name it was an ibanez acoustic yeah and then after an ibanez acoustic my uncle's friend gave me uh my first strat oh cool was it like was, a squire kind of deal no it was, was a strat it was a bona fide yeah strat. yeah nice. yeah found a strat and i used to plug that into a stereo with a fuzz box that's cool. <laughs> with an that's original it. tube screamer and that's yeah. what it was until i got my first amp kids are so um <laughs> you know like you just you make it work with what you have yeah and, you know, i used totally. to do uh you know like kind of four track recordings just with two cassette players yeah and exactly then, you know, i did that too yeah you know, stuff yeah. like that yeah uh, 
but it uh, so that was your first guitar do you remember the first song you learned how to play or one of them oh i mean i feel like for me it was like smoke on the water yeah yeah that was that was definitely one of them um you know it was the first song i played was um you know i think it was um it was an Elvis song, to be honest with you, man. Yeah. I think it was. I was like, it was like, you know, I think it was Hound Dog. Yeah. For me, on the ukulele, six, seven years old. That was the first singing song. too, and, singing and yeah. playing. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Were you doing like uh, little performances or anything like that? Would you have the, the well, stage my parents shots? used to throw me out in front of weddings. <laughs> they used to throw me out in front of birthday parties. Yeah. Go, on, go play, go play. Oh, really? They put he you can, on the he spot. Can, he can play. Watch him. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. how it happened. That's probably where you got your your stage confidence yeah, from. That's doing where it for it so long. Yeah. yeah, and then people believing in you, which is cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was that was that was it. That's how it happened. That's how, it's exactly how it happened. And still shredding stages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still many sh- stages to shred. Yeah, I'm just getting started, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is there anywhere you want to play that you've never played? Um, we're actually talking about um, Australia, which oh, cool. I've never been to and I can't wait to do. We're supposed to, there's, 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 there's lines on about a dozen dates there. Um, I haven't been to Europe. So cool. we have some European dates that we're looking at right now. There's a lot. There's a lot of different dates that are happening right now that we're trying to lock into, and hopefully, we can announce in the next four weeks. But that's what's on um, festivals in the states, cruises, um, awesome, Australia, a, a Canadian run. I've toured Canada many times, but Canadian Canada's on deck. Cool. And. Um, overseas europe yeah that's 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 what's on deck right now we've got europe australia canada and obviously festivals in the states that's what's on the plate right now with four by fate any upcoming shows that people in the hudson valley can come check out nothing to announce at the moment okay but hopefully we can yeah keep us posted yeah hopefully we can we're really that's the focus right now well, I feel like we could talk for hours, yes. but uh, I really, this was awesome. This Thank great. you for taking the time. To Thanks, come Mark. In. Thanks so for having me yeah. here. I appreciate it. Yeah. Check out 4 by Fate online at 4 com. The Patrick James Band can be found at patrickjamesband.net. Tune in next time when I talk with artist Mark Darnabid. Thanks for listening. Peace out, Transmodians.